Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Career Retrospectives right here on the Super View Show. I am joined by my two good, phenomenally fantastic co-hosts, Kyle and Mike. What's going on? We are phenomenal. Thank you. Yes. You both are incredible young men. Don't worry. Yes. Well, maybe not Mike. But... Just, just don't make me don't feel fun. young again. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, but... but anyways, I digress. We are here to discuss and break down an album that I picked this time um, to that. I, I, I just, I couldn't get out of my head for a long time, whatever uh, we're going to be discussing and just talking overall thoughts and track us and everything, and everything we normally do. But Paul McCartney's Egypt station from 2018. And I will actually kick this one off for us here tonight um, because I, being that I'm a big, I'm a big Beatles guy, big, big fan of Paul in general. Um, this was the album for me that got me into Paul McCartney's solo career outside of like the eighties and, and, and late wings and stuff like that. So going into it, I was like, all right, I'm excited. I can't wait to see what goes on, whatever he does. And I got to tell you the truth, um, for me as when the, this album came out uh, almost four years over, but four years ago now in September of 2018, and I was floored. At the time, and I re I, I, I to the point where I, I couldn't stop listening to it for about oh, about a month, truthfully. And that, that might be in shock for some people at home, but like, how could you listen to a modern album for over a month? It just happened for me. So, um, but basically, I, 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 I delved into the songs, I was very much into like a lot of the, the different, there was even like uh, when actually, twenty when they first the album first came out, Sirius XM on the Beatles channel had a giant uh, broadcast, like for an hour and twenty minutes of Paul going tr- track by track of the history uh, of each of the songs. That's up on YouTube. You can look at that as well. Um, uh, but overall, a uh, very strong album for me. Um, I really enjoyed the album uh, to this day. Um, there were some tracks that are that hold up less weight that than, than when it first came out back in September of 2018 for me personally, but I am the reason why I'm really glad. And I just said this before we started, I'm really glad I have Kyle and Mike's opinions here because before, as you know, now before we do every show, we do a little bit like, Oh, what album did you like? Or what song did you like? Or what song, did you like, what song did you not like? Or what, um, what song, uh, what album did you not like? But we do a little like preface before we go live. And one of the things that I, I just want to point out is I may truly love this album. I may think that this album is like the greatest thing ever, but not everyone does. And all opinions, all artists subjective. I've said that from the beginning, but this album for me is it holds up well. And, but, and you might hear opinions that you might not fully like enjoy, but that's okay. Cause it's all good. It's all in all in good fun. It's all for the love of music as a whole. And I am very excited to talk about this album. So, Let's get into. Do you, do you guys have any, any any initial impressions? Do you guys want to share at all or no? no I could no. just say that you know I, I went into this as someone that is a very very large Beatles fan. I love the okay. Beatles. Um, I will say I had never gravitated towards any of their solo work. That goes mm-hmm. for all four of them. They the Beatles are very much a, the perfect example of a band that is great together and then separate they have their moments but they they never came close to touching what they did with the beatles altogether. together yep. 
um it, you know another band that comes to mind like that my chemical romance more recent times um so i went into this very hopeful especially after seeing the i remember when this came out had very good reception among fans and uh critics alike so i, I was excited to go into this one yep mike you got anything at all or yeah uh, um it's kind of interesting with solo careers versus you know under the name of the Beatles or under the name Wings or under the name of the expectation. And in a lot of ways, um, I the vibe I got from this album is uh, a very free vibe of like um, of trying to find one's current identity versus their previous self. Um, so in taking that forward, um, it was it was I tried to get in that mindset of um, listening to an album that was defining a person and who they are today versus not so much living up to their previous um, expectations. And, and that's hard. It's really hard for me because I am, I tend to be the kind of person who's, who's, who has like a future and past minded versus like, um, you know, like who, who they are today and whatnot. So yeah. Uh, I think that's what the whole, the whole point of putting out a solo album in this day and age is to tell people who you are now and that you're not just completely out of touch and still the, the past you're you're the present as well so yeah it's, it's an interesting perspective yeah i mean i completely agree with both the things you, you both just said i mean it's just i mean cost cost perspective of saying i love the beatles the, the, as, a, as a band but never delving into their solo work so i mean you might not be you I mean both of you probably weren't as familiar with either one of their solo any of their solo careers at this point but i'm glad that i was able to uh introduce you to at least something which is uh, I, I've del- I've delved into a lot of their stuff, like uh, uh, mainly McCartney, if anything. I mean, John Lennon has he, he got shot in 1980. He, he his career kind of didn't last. His solo career didn't last that long, unfortunately. But um, you know, but Ringo, you know, he still put out some stuff. George Harrison put out stuff to, into the 80s, of course. So, but um, but yeah, no, but let's let's delve into the Wikipedia. For those of you who are listening to us, we're just gonna give you the I'll give you the brief rundown and stuff like that. Of some stuff for on the Wikipedia page here. So, for those who don't know, Egypt Station was Paul McCartney's seventeenth long time, seventeenth solo effort by him, um, and it was released in September of twenty eighteen. Um, one of the things I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys, either of you noticed this, but this is where I did a lot of the research for this um, initially and going back recently too. The album was produced by Greg Kirsten. I don't know if you guys know who he is. He actually produced the Foo Fighters uh, Concrete and Gold and he, Concrete and Gold and he co-wrote Adele, uh, Adele's Hello. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. But he, so going into this, Paul McCartney, I felt was looking for like a modern, like contemporary, almost not, not, not contemporary like style, but contemporary sound, if you will, of like what he could do as an artist um in modern context and he wanted to get a producer that could do that and he got greg and I, i've looked up greg he's done his other stuff for, aside from adele he did a song with lady gaga so he's kind of like been around the block in that aspect um I, as someone who liked hello for what it was and also enjoyed the food fighters concrete and gold as well um but uh he's he's a really uh, if you haven't looked up who greg kirsten is he's a really solid producer overall personally um but when when the, when the first singles got released i was like oh cool it's another uh, another um another album coming out it should be cool i mean that's when i was really getting into paul and the beatles and wings all together and it all kind of just took off from there for me um he did uh it was and it was released on september 7th 2018 Uh, it's actually i'm surprised how long it took i i I didn't know this he recorded from january of 2016 to february of 2018 i didn't realize that it, it took him like almost two years to craft this uh 
this album. So I didn't realize that, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's see. Let's jump down to the uh, the track listing for a little bit. Um, anything else you guys want to share, like going into it all, or no? You guys are good. No, good, yeah. good. All right, cool. Um, I'm gonna read off the track listing for those of you who are keeping track at home. Um, so all the all the tracks written by produced by Greg Kirsten and Paul McCartney, um, except for "For You." Yes, I said that correctly. F H U U, and that is by produced by Kyle's favorite producer of all time, Ryan Tedder from One Republic. <laughs> it's his favorite uh, producer, guys. Yeah, he, he's cracking open the beer as we speak. Yeah, figures it's the uh, one of the songs I don't care for. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I'll get into. I'll, I'll share my track listing favorites in a second too. But like, um, um, all the tracks were written by by Paul McCartney except for "For You," which was Ryan Tedder and Paul McCartney. Um, but one of the things I do love about this album, truthfully, and, it, and it, if you look at the album like on the Spotify or wherever you listen to music, it starts with opening station, and which is just a forty something second instrumental. And it just, it's like, it sets up the mood for me because the way I thought of this album personally was like a loose concept album, which was like each song is a different tra- tra- train stop on a train ride. That's the way I looked at it as a loose, like, you know, concept album kind of thing. But that's, that's just me. I mean, it, it might've been for you, might for you, it might've been different. Who knows? But uh, here's the track closing. So opening station, I don't know. Come on to me. Happy with you. Who cares? For you. I'm going to be smiling every time I say that because I have so many mm-hmm. jokes to pull out. Uh, confidant, people want peace, hand in hand, dominoes, back in Brazil. Uh, do it now, Caesar Rock, despite repeated warnings. Uh, back to another station instrumental for another 40 seconds with station two. And then hunting you down naked and ceiling, which is a melody similar to what Abbey Road ended on. Um, you want me to go first? Who wants to go first for a track listing? You are going to away. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Oh no! <laughs> yes, the mighty. Well, so truthfully, I I I would say that this album is, for me, it's very front loaded. But the the songs after uh, Hand in Hand still hold up. Not not as well as I thought they would. Going back into because, like I said, when I listened to this, like for a month or two in 2018, now it's 2022. It's four years later. I was just going back to it again, like the past like a couple weeks. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot how good this song was that this song was. But the second half didn't really hold up as much for me as I thought it would. Like, basically, from from hand in hand, from Domino's down to uh, the, the uh, Hunt You Down Naked Ceiling, that, for me, that was, like, the second half of the album. And it didn't really do as much for me as I thought it um, would, holding up now, that is. Um, but my standout tracks, for me personally, are, I don't know, I mean, because I, I, I lyrically speaking and musically speaking, I mean, it's, it, I think it's a masterpiece of a song because Paul McCartney, he, he being that he's, he's now 80, but I mean, he wrote this when he was like 76, maybe 77 um, lyrically and musically. It does sound like someone is struggling the way he came with the chord progressions. I really like that angle a lot. Um, so I don't know. Come on to me. It's just a funny, raunchy love song. In my opinion, that one, um, who cares? This is a good standout track for me, and you both are gonna l- look at me so bad when I say this. But that for you song, I had it like stuck in my head for about a month. It's fucking amazing, guys! It's so fucking cool. 
It makes me <laughs> flying happy to be alive. <laughs> it's a, it's such a but I will admit though, I have to admit though, it is a stupid flying song. It is one of the st- stupidest flying pieces of flying music I've ever flying heard in my life. <laughs> yes, you see where I'm going with this. I prepared that joke all week for you guys. <laughs> yes. Because it, it is it's so flying stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just a stupid goofy song it's weird he was de- definitely going for something like super commercial there but that's that's me um but yeah i mean like the my stand-up tracks are i don't know come on to me who cares for you as 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 like an honorable mention it's not that i hold it up but not nowhere near to the other ones and um personally the last one i would say actually is confidant because when i when i try and play a guitar like that what that's the story of that song confidant is actually a love song to the guitar um, it tells the story about how, like, you know, my underneath the staircase friend, you know, I'm, I've missed you. Let's play together, you know, stuff like that. I, I, I like the storytelling, storytelling and the musicianship on this album to me held up a lot, though. I will say that. But as far as like and maybe his vocals weren't the strongest because he's he is now 80. I mean, he was like 70 something when he made this. But for me, like those are my standout tracks. And the, the second half of the album did not hold up as a, I thought it as much as I thought it would, but that's that's just me. So maybe Def Leppard, Def Leppard, and uh, and uh, they can get together and write a song about their guitar. You know what I mean? Then, then they have a song on their album about a guitar. <laughs> that's right. They yeah, did. sure did. Yeah, we can have a nice little collaboration. And then yeah, this like, guitar you know, like, meets. Yeah, meets, uh, confidant. Be, <laughs> look, look, we're call, we're making a, a call out to Paul McCartney's agent and Def Leppard's agent to get together on this. Don't make us ask twice, please. And we would like one percent profit from all the proceeds. One percent, just one percent. Nothing, to, nothing to complain about there. Um, right. But yeah, that's just that's where I'm at. So the for first half of the album to me holds up more than the second half. Um, so that's that's where my love of these songs come from. Come from. Um, but that is me, and I will say that just it, it is fucking amazing how fucking stupid that fuck you song is. It, 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 oh, oh, just get ready for that joke all night, ladies and gents. Just saying. Anyways, let's jump over to Mike. What are some standout tracks for you as far as this album goes? All right, so I kind of what's weird is I kind of came into this album thinking it was gonna be kind of a strange like um, it was gonna actually have some egypt kind of like african kind of sounding stuff in it because like i don't know i i've known the beatles to be very experimental you know like i've known the the, in the time that you know like and i was like a lot of older people as they as they kind of hit that point in their career they like to include the sounds of like um kind of uh, a world sound album you know almost new age ish if you will um that some of these artists have hit you know and, and wanted to do so i came into this and seeing the front artwork i was like oh yeah, i think it's probably going to be something like that and then it's, i just kind of get hit with like i do kind of see where you're like where he's going with the, the station thing but i kind of wish it was a little more included like like there was a couple more station stops like you were saying like mm, um yeah. you know the, the beginning and then you got the one at the end but it would have been cool as if it was like one two songs then another one like okay we're getting off and it kind of uh it it pertained to the song itself you know like i got off at a station to meet a girl okay 
there we are. You met the girl at the station or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and then this, when he gets off at the station and something else happens, like, I thought it was going to be something like that, but it, uh, maybe it kind of is that I just don't see. But um, yeah, like, I think that would have been a cool idea if he had done that. But um, yeah, so coming into it, um, I found myself uh, hitting um, some highs, a lot of lows coming back to a high again, hitting a lot of lows. It was kind of a bumpy ride. <laughs> Uh, we're on a train, <laughs> Woo! yeah why do i always do that every review bad like bad um okay. but um yeah uh so you know kind of coming beginning the opening was like kind of like a good start like i was like okay like uh i like the mean the feeling in this the emo the emotion in this the kind of the vocals are a little um uh, off off putting and they're kind of um like a little like i'm just like uh i'm i'm kind of hoping that they do something with the vocals and kind of uh you know as we go along um and then uh you know come on to me um kind of was just you know wasn't my thing um i as you if i don't know if anyone knows but i'm not a huge fan of rep repetition in music um like if it's repetitive it needs to have some uh real development in between the repetition that keep me interested and um i kind of felt that way um with that song um same thing with happy with you i actually kind of wanted to rename this song strange ramblings of a senior citizen because, <laughs> because it, it kind of sounds like my grandpa telling me about his day oh i can go watch a fish in the lake or i can go catch butterflies and it's just nice that i used to get stoned and now i'm like too old for that like thanks paul we appreciate the uh information there but uh yeah, like actually, I was listening to that song. I was like, "This is just strange," you know. He's like beatboxing in the background, like, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh boy!" Like, I, what is going on in this song? It it feels very indulgent to the idea of I now live the simple things in life. I don't really care about get it, you know, the extreme side of life, like you know, whatever. But it was like, you know, I think it was definitely lost in the um the, just the presentation i guess you could say but i think my first high point again like i said we're coming in on that train and the train's finally hitting that full speed is who cares i mean that song i'll tell you what i'll come back to that song i'll, I'll add it to my library and uh you know it could be something i could listen to while i'm in the car it's got that good pace to it it's just got the the get up and go kind of like you know it kind of reminds me of yellow it kind of reminds me of the good beat, the good pace, the um, good good chorus. Uh, overall, this is the top track on this album, um, and it feels authentic. It feels authentic. It feels good. And uh, I wanted more of this, to be honest with you. I was hoping, I was like, man, I hope there's more of this. And unfortunately, it kind of just drops off that cliff again. You know, for you, uh, <laughs> confidant, for you is just it. I don't know if you guys have watched a video. It's called The Axis of Awesome. Uh, anybody out there has watched yep. it. But yep. they, they talk about the typical uh, chord progression and and sound of a pop song. You know, the, um, you know if you hear journeys like Don't Stop Believing. You know, like a lot of groups use this. And this one was just right there. It was just that. You know, yeah. just kind of use this very simple kind of catchy thing and like while i don't have any problem with pop music i do kind of like feel like i'm where i'm invested in them i'm 
pushed back out in feeling the how it's almost attempting to to make Paul McCartney and the current pop world relevant to each other because he's a pop star from the past pop you know group um rock group you know like and they're like look he can still do what pop artists are doing today and put his spin on it like uh, like do you want him to put his spin on it uh i'd rather have him play something that still means a lot to him and isn't but has some elements of that not just all of one element in his spin you know i'm trying to say like he's sold out to one side versus the other so um yeah just really generic and kind of yeah like you said it's a fun song for those people you know who like want to have an interesting like not interesting but uh a <laughs> fun song <laughs> interesting is not the word but uh fun and it's fun so, amazing mike it's uh, fun. yeah <laughs> and it's just strange <laughs> like like i was just like yeah what no um stop paul please but you're still please paul don't hurt me you're a uh, a god of the uh, music industry and uh and uh, everything I say is just a humble music nerd who has no actual um, relevancy to the music world around him. But still, please uh, don't do any more of that. Um, <laughs> so then, yeah, confidant kind of, yeah, it was just eh, boring. There's a little bit of boringness is that people want these boring um, hand in hand. That's actually where things start picking up. Hand in hand is a good song it has the potential to actually be better and i actually this is one of those moments i told you about where i begin to change the song as it's going and i'm like this would sound so great if he had done something like this but like he just kind of comes back to the to the beginning and i'm like it's a good song it just could have been better and but i still like it hand in hand is actually and it has a good old school feeling to it dominoes yeah i'd rather not just you know strange backing vocals remind me kind of yellow with the, like the they use like the um keyboard over the vocals like you know that kind of old uh, um style but it just seems weird um back in brazil has some style points because it's a little authentic sounding but mm -hmm. overall have you seen the music video it's cringy it's like this girl and guy meet up who the girl's like like nipping through the shirt and she goes to a paul mccartney show and she's like, yeah, I met Paul McCartney. And this is a video uh, Paul McCartney's doing about someone going to his show. Like, wait, what? Like, that's kind of strange. Yeah. Like, you, you just don't yeah. understand it. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so beyond my mental capacity. Yeah, I was just like, wow, that was weird. Like, um, but I mean, you know, and then uh, Do It Now is actually where we hit a high point again. You know, um, that's got the potential to throw back the old style and um, it's got the kind of like you know beatles feel to it i i personally um felt this was like another song i could come back to again and actually put to my like my, my uh library and actually play again um caesar rock that was yeah just kind of felt like a loop um with a couple breaks in the pattern but it felt soulless off center um uh despite previous warnings or despite repeated warnings excuse me mm -hmm. uh actually was kind of a cool uh musical kind of um it changes it has a bunch of like movements in it and uh you know that's me i am a movement guy if that if i could beat a drum loud i hate songs that are just one musical thought where it adds a couple different pieces in between and and stays on the same musical thought it's like here's your musical thought now we're moving off into this direction then we kind of come back to that first thought and then we come back to this next direction and then we tie it all back in together 
and we it's a, it's almost like a uh, classical music piece if you will where mm. you have a theme with a bunch of different movements but the theme comes back in the end that is me and i thought i was going to love the song so much more but it kind of sputtered um you know still it's it's a track that i, th- I thought has a lot of potential and then it just kind of rounds out with the final song which i just kind of didn't care about at that point i had gotten what i wanted and i was like i'm taking these and i'm leaving i'm getting off this train and like you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying and i'm like no, yeah yeah. So, um, yeah you thought you were done after station two you thought you were yeah, off the train you I, thought you were free you thought it was off the train yeah then yeah i spilled my orange juice on the seat the guy told me <laughs> my ticket wasn't real and then i was basically frisked and i was and then you woke up from stuff. the dream <laughs> yeah well, i go in the dream and i was like that all happened here at the station of yeah. egypt it's know? funny I, mean, it, I just want to say for despite repeated warnings one of the things i love one of the things i really enjoy about it though is that you you are right though it does change like you know it's not like a one thought song like you said it, it reminded me a lot of like band on the run or day in the life or live mm. and let die stuff like that they, mm. but in a modern studio you know context making a song like that uh, that's yeah. what i because i literally just heard it before we were uh, before we went on um, i was like mm. oh, that, that reminded me of like a day in the life band on the run live and let die like, like one of those right. like weird build-up songs but yeah you know that's just me though but uh um, right. yeah yeah Anything cool. else for your track listing or anything else or, or what do you got? That's it, man. That's uh sums it all up. I just, uh, you know, I, uh, I, uh, who cares, who cares is the top with alongside do it now. Um, you know, um, uh, despite previous warnings, I has the potential and then, yeah, pretty much, uh, I did kind of dip into some of the target edition and I was, I almost like, it was like, uh, going on a train and heading into the part where they like don't let you back there because it's where like i don't know the, the workers <laughs> lie down on the ground and pass out you know what i mean like yeah my dad my dad worked for a train that he worked for metro north for 32 years and it's called the deadhead it's called the deadhead and the deadhead is where all the workers go to sit and in their dirty clothes and their worker clothes, they sit in this part of the train to stay out of the way of the passengers. And when you go back there, it's just like, it's, it's not the greatest place to be. It's like, there, it's kind of dirty. It's kind of it's dark. There's no lights because they turn the lights off and whatever. That that was the deadhead at 17 and 18. Like, I was just, yeah, I didn't <laughs> oh, want to go there. And I did, and I was sorry for it. Ah! So, yeah, oh, yeah, so. Um, just want to say before we go, before we go over to Kyle, Mike, there isn't there is a five set five minute version of Who Cares on the extended edition. If you want to hear that too, it's it's like it's I not um, <laughs> <exactly>. who cares <laughs> or, or what are you fucking talking about, man? It's fucking amazing. The, yeah, it's fun, fun, fun. It, it, it's yeah. Uh, that joke's gonna run through this whole show. Anyways, Kyle. Mr. Beatles fan or whatever you are, I don't know. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, you have to do this entire review in a Liverpool accent. I'm sorry. <laughs> if if I could, accent. I would, Mike. If I could, yeah, I'm sorry. Terrible of accents. Uh, so I'm actually kind of in almost full agreement with Mike mm-hmm. for a shocking twist of turns here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <about to> say. <laughs> Very uh, not like us, but yeah, uh, my top three. My number one was Do It Now. Uh, that's the most old school Beatles sounding thing we have on here. Uh, hand in Hand was my number two. The vocals on here, I just thought were a lot better than most of the album. I actually thought the little pan flute at the end was pretty good as well. I enjoyed that nice little change of pace. 
And my third favorite, which was, I didn't add it to my playlist. So I came out of this album with only two songs to actually add into my rotation. This one was almost there. It was Who Cares. Um, I really like the groove of the song. Maybe that full version on the, you know, expanded, whatever they call it edition of the album uh maybe that'll push it up to something i actually add in i'll have to check it out but really for me and i agree with jt's point on this is it was very front-loaded but even then the to me there were a lot of like five like songs out of ten a lot of songs i would get like a five or a six just very middle of the road all right yeah that song just happened like i wouldn't turn it off but i'm not gonna go back to it uh, come on to me. There's a lot of repetitive and annoying things in there, specifically uh, like the doo-doos that he does in there annoy me <laughs> to the point where I was like, I got to turn this off um, I did. on repeated Ooh. listens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you was, I just thought it, it sticks out in a bad way of being like, yeah, this is, I, I need my modern radio hit i'm gonna try it with this song i I don't think it worked for me just especially in context of this album it just kind of sticks out uh confidant the lyrics at times feel like smushed into the song like he was like i need to say this let me just say it and like even though it doesn't fit very well i'm gonna say it uh you know nice little message i guess but it just kind of doesn't really go anywhere which is a problem i have with a lot of these songs is that they start and they get going but they never like go anywhere mm. and then they just end. Um, <laughs> and Mike, I actually completely agree with you about despite repeated warnings, hundred mm. percent. It has so many cool ideas, but I don't think a single one of them was like fully realized mm. the potential that it could have been. Mm-hmm. So when yeah. I was listening to it, yeah, it does go through different motions, but I don't think it fully perfected any of them. It just kind of feels there. And then at the end of station two, once that's done, it's like, yeah, all right, I'm done with the album. And then Hunt mm-hmm. You Down comes on. And it's just too long. <laughs> By that time, I'm kind of sick of the album. I think it's too long of an album. I think it could have been specifically on the tail end. A lot of it could have been cut out completely. Uh, songs like Back in Brazil, I really didn't like. I do appreciate that he tried something different. But a lot of it ended up sounding like elevator music on it to me. Uh, Dominoes just really didn't like it, specifically the ending. It just comes out, the ending of the song comes out like really conjumbled and kind of sounding like a mess, if we're going to be honest. And the, my number one most hated song on this album, People Want Peace. <laughs> I hate this song. I can't tell you enough. <laughs> I, I love I when Kyle says, song. I hate this song. That's a Kyle. Oh, uh, it, that's a uh, Kyle staple. It, if there was ever a <laughs> song with more straightforward lyrics that are, you might as well just be saying, all right, everyone hold hands and sing Kumbaya. Let's all come together. And we want peace. Like we get it. We get it. You made your entire career out of this. Uh, and this is, you know, no slight to Paul McCartney. Like we've all said, he's a legend. Maybe utmost respect for the guy. He's great. Uh, I think there's a lot of misses on here, which really surprised me going into this because, like I said earlier, I remember when this came out, and I always meant to get around to listening to it because the reception of this was great. 
people really liked this album. JT loved it. Um, so I was really <laughs> excited for it. And then it just kind of let me down. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. Let down. And what's kind of funny is I almost feel like that's where I kind of came in when I was talking about freedom. It almost feels like this is an album made by um, a man who is not interested in chasing any kind of tale of like, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, by the whole the whole theme of the song seems like that's not necessarily true, but uh, chasing the tail end of of the Beatles, like trying to redefine this album as the Beatles. It feels like a man who who played music he wanted to play, whether it was good or not. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't gonna he wasn't going to like superly like sit here and grind away and 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 make the most epic like original sounding songs it was just like hey i'm making music that i want to make and like uh some of it's just like it's just something i want to say and i don't have the musical kind of like um inspiration in my life right now to really hammer out something that's like gonna blow you away but i have music still that i i want to make so here it is and that's okay that's okay because i'll tell you what where you were 20 years ago 40 years ago is not where you are now and you can't you can't just magically become the person who had all the inspirations and um the kind of uh inclinations and just uh spark you still you're still the same person who has the same mind, but you may not be in the same place or have the same um, idea at the time. You're still a talented musician. A lot of these songs still have um, some good stuff on them. It's just mm-hmm. not magic. Creating magic is very difficult. And it's not something you do at a stage in your life where you've already been done with all of the things that brought you to the magical moment. So, yeah, it's, it's I mean, yeah, out of any musicians, I you know, the Beatles almost i would say every album that they put out in their career was magic Mm. Uh, there's something about the four of them writing together and you know making music together that was great and i I like where he's at in his career if this is what he's doing just i don't expect anything like that from him anymore Mm -hmm. i i'm happy that he's putting out things that he wants to do exactly it's great because you know he's now he's 80 and he's (laughs) still making music still doing his thing and i think it's great um i will say points of this album i don't i haven't listened to the one after this so i can't speak to that one but i think his vocals are they definitely show the strain of age on this album quite a bit there's certain songs that the vocals just took me out of it to the point of really not enjoying the songs specifically because they reminded me of lou reed at parts (laughs) and i really don't like lou reed I haven't liked anything he's done, well, ever did, I should say. Uh, <laughs> Oof. <laughs> but yeah, like it for what it is, it's an album made by a guy that was 76 at the time. Most people aren't making music into their 70s and pushing 80. Uh, you know, I, I think that there's certain things that could have been changed. Uh, I don't know if anyone else noticed, but something I took pretty big notice of throughout was you hear the same drum pattern very frequently on this. It's like almost every song was the same drum pattern to the point where there would be times on like my first listen where I was like, Oh, this is a different song, but it just sounded like the same. You realize it's Ringo Starr's solo work. Oh no, I'm sorry. Ringo (laughs) is a good drummer. 
Oh, and by the way, that's Oof. not Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney died many, many years ago. Well, yeah, no, oh, God. We all know that. Nah, I'm not going to say. No, wave it off. That's I'm just sorry. common knowledge yeah. at this point. Yeah. Duh. You know. I mean, yeah. For, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. We also yeah. just it, it take a minute to acknowledge that he has been, you know, in music for the better part of seven to eight decades. I mean, he started playing at 15, the age of 15 in 1957. Here we are, 2022. It's like he's had a presence for seven to eight decades now. That's crazy. And he's been relevant in all of them. So as far as musicians go, he's, you know, top tier. Yeah. I definitely say so. I just want to say, for those of you who are, are listening to us, you're not able to see this, but there's a, there's a limited edition Traveler's Edition super box set. I might get that for myself, just saying. Is that a coloring book it comes with? What the heck was that? Uh, no, that's like, it's a, like it's a, a, it's a map oh, or okay. something. It like, a puzzle. You guys got to find this on Google. It's like, I don't even know. It would just be funny. It's like Paul McCartney on a train. Like, I love to color. You know, just like coloring, you know, just like Toodle, all I, weird. I love coloring, guys. Color. <laughs> you just like, like, you just come up to me, like, oh, hey, Paul, like, I guess it's cool if you say so, like, because you're Paul McCartney. Like, he's doing like, like the, the cheek scratch, like, oh, yeah, well, oh, what are you yeah, talking about? Oh, yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I will say this, though, so since we kind of, we're kind of getting close to wrapping up. Um, so, this um i just want to acknowledge some of the chart significance that this had mm-hmm. there was no hot 100 hits but this topped the billboard 200 with the albums chart this is the first time it happened since 1982's tug of war that is true it actually wow. it was a number one album in 2018 and mccartney three i think hit number two in the u.s and i think number one in the uk i might be wrong about that but i'm pretty sure wow um, so it, it just shows you that, hey, this had a lot of momentum going and it, it lasted for as long as it did, but obviously did not hold up as well as some people. I, 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 truthfully, though, I am glad that we, we did, I'm glad you guys like said, hey, you know, we'll accept your album and we'll talk about it. Like, <laughs> it's like, because mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's always going to have different perspectives because for me, I'm like, I'm in the fold, if you will, of like. I'm in the fold of like, I'm a huge McCartney fan. I saw him live twice, blah, 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 blah. You guys are not really in that like world in a sense. So you guys, I mean, you guys knew who the Beatles were and wings were and whatnot, but, but like going into this, I was, I was very curious to see what you guys had to say about this album, because it's just, I wanted to hear someone else's perspective because I have a friend of mine. Truthful, I'm not going to give disclosure who this person is, but I will say this. He, was he introduced me to it back then? And I said, but when it first came out, yeah, let me give this a shot. And he, him and I are on the same wavelength as far as like, well, he, he, he's a huge, huge Wings, Beatles, Paul, solo Paul, like nut. It's mm. crazy. He has, wow. he has, I think it was, I think he has, it, when McCartney 3 dropped, which has the dice on it, he has seven copies of the CD in different, the dice is different colors. Wow. wow. And, uh, and I'm not saying who he is. I'm not saying his name. But, it, you know, if you're out there. Give us three this, letters. Three letters. No. <laughs> CC. <laughs> what? Give me the last four, four digits of his soap. Come on. Uh, he lives oh, down in. <laughs> <laughs> God, you guys cracked me up. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, this, this, is, this is an album that I go back. I, I've gone back to in the past week or so. Even more, though. I've gone back to it several months before as well. Um, like when 2020, I was like, oh, let me just listen to Egypt Station one more time. And 
Well, it's kind of interesting. I struggled uh, listening to this because I was, as I listened and I wasn't a huge fan, I was just like, I feel guilty. I feel guilty. Like, I feel like I should like this. And I'm like, something's wrong with me. Like, you know, I I would, I would, I would read the comments on YouTube. Like Paul is God. Every word he speaks is true magic. I am, but a speck in the ocean that is his, uh, and I'm like, I'm like, something wrong with me. Yeah. I realize that's just the YouTube, uh, talking heads that are just like, they have like pre written, uh, program that like fills out their comment section with just like gushing praise of everything like paul could fart on mike and they'd be like oh it's the next hey jude you know what i mean like i'm just like (laughs) you know like they're just (laughs) you know they're just yeah so i i struggle with that but i like had to be real mike somewhere that's a headline for you replaces hey jude on top of billboard (laughs) most downloaded song Oh, you most downloaded song of all time out I will hey say, uh, that downplays hey jude by the beatles <laughs> uh, i will say this though, one more thing before we start to wrap up here um as far as i, I looked up the streaming numbers on all the songs i mean I, i'm assuming you guys listen on spotify as well yep. uh, I let, if you look on the desktop version like the most the two most played songs believe it or not are like the, with the most streams it is which actually truthfully surprised me about any modern album by any artist that's like older then like Paul McCartney or Elton uh, John or whoever. Did very well on streams. Yeah, I mean like "Fuck You" is like the second most like, streamed song. Yeah, and and "Come On to Me" was like I think in like the the most one that's I I don't even know I don't think I saw that out but I was like that Each took one me is by a surprise. Couple million at least. Oh yeah, no, wow. I know that "Fuck You" has I think I just checked today it was like twelve million and "Come On to Me" was at like fifteen million streams. So I mean that shows you how like certain songs and certain newer content can last i mean for a certain while i mean it might not be your favorite but i will say that it was like just something that was like very like you know unique and it's funny actually when mike was when mike said it's like a train station stop <laughs> it's almost like the train broke down and they had to fix it in mike's mm. case where it's like yes. uh, it's like i don't know okay come on to me oh i know we're going off the rails oh, no. <laughs> I can just see like a model train set just slowly like falling apart as we as the album goes on in your mind <laughs> somewhere. I don't know, maybe, but yeah. Um, but yeah, any other last concluding thoughts, lasting impressions, fulfilling amazing thoughts? Anyone at all? Or any no, other concluding not, thoughts? You guys are not good for me, but uh, JT, what's uh, let's start off with you on the rankings here. Oh, god, for the ratings. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, we're we're ranking all the Beatles music. Yeah, I didn't no. even start. We're doing we're doing the Beatles catalog, oh, all twelve albums. No, no, uh, uh, 12. all twelve, all sixteen for you songs. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I just can't even. Uh, I, I went through a I went through a flying phase one day, guys. <laughs> um, it's it's just it's such a stupid song. Anyways, my overall, we're going out of five or by ten. Does it, do you guys care? Uh, I'll give it out of ten. Mine, mine's out of five. Uh, 10. I'll, I'll, we'll go out of five. We'll make it easy for us to count. So for me, I I can already tell immediately where this is going. But I will say for me personally, out of five, I'm gonna give this revisiting it, coming back to it after it got released in 2018. I'm gonna give it a solid 3.85 out of five because wow, wow. I, I, re- wow. I thought I you were going way higher. No, no, I know, I know. Four, I know. Bro. You, you would think that, but like at the same time, it's like, look, 
it is very front loaded now that i think about it, like the, to me the better songs are on the first like with the exception of for you um <laughs> like the first the first five or six songs are really solid and then for you isn't just dropped in the middle it's like the thor some the, the thor the sore thumb that sticks it's out <laughs> i can't <laughs> thor makes an appearance in the album, uh, gentlemen <laughs> it's falling amazing um <laughs> anyways but uh, for me personally it is a four i'll, I'll go a little bit higher I'll, I'll go 3.9 out of five for me because i realized that the other songs like the the bottom half like the the melody at the very end doesn't really hold up that much for me um like stuff like back in brazil is a little strange i, I will admit that so i'm gonna but other than that i i, I think it's some of his best it's, it's, as far as like a contemporary rock album goes by an older artist to me this is one of the one of the the pot the standing ovations like way to go but that's me so it's through 3.9 out of five for me that's it what like a eight out of ten i don't even know whatever <laughs> it was just falling amazing but let's go over to mike <laughs> yeah for me, yeah, it definitely has a couple songs on there that I really enjoy. I like the, I like the, um, I like the ideas and some of the old throwbacks moments. But yeah, there's just a lot of dips for me. A lot of um, just boring parts to it that I just, you know, I'm all for quiet music and stuff like that. But um, when the chorus doesn't do much or is not memorable, it's kind of just saying the point. Like Kyle was kind of saying, like the messages were cool, like you know but the the chorus and the and the overall development in between that weren't uh there so yeah it's a 2.8 out of five for me uh it's just kind of where i have to sit mm -hmm. on that and am i not the villain today kyle oh, oh you're not the villain you are oh, not no. the villain here no. wow i'm surprised i went significantly lower uh <laughs> Oh god, this came to a 2.25. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um a lot of cool ideas throughout. I don't think they were ever realized on a majority of the tracks. I only came out of this with two songs added to the rotation. There were parts of the album that I would hear glimpses of like I don't know if it was intentional or not. I would hear glimpses of like Sgt. Peppers or like the Magical Mystery Tour era. Yeah you would hear that every so often for like a couple seconds and then it was done i was like well that was the cool part i would have liked to hear more of that mm -hmm. and that's not me saying i need another album like sergeant peppers or anything like that but you know if you're going to do the sound maybe continue with it i feel like there's a lot of times in these songs that they'd be boring but then they'd have like a five to ten second like something really cool happen Mm. it would just stop mm -hmm. and it'd be like well chorus again and then it would just end <laughs> and i feel like that happened too much yeah, uh yeah. most of the songs I, like i said i agree jt was front loaded but even those songs were like kind of background music and then the end of it was just kind of a mess for me so yeah 2.25 all right jt your new task is to edit in a blinking red title that just says villain over it and i want it over top of where i just wanted to be like bang and eh, eh. i want it to like blink over top of them and i i want whoever is the lowest score of the review gets the uh blinking red villain title that's your that's your task whether you choose to accept it or deny it is on you friend so. mike only says that now that he's not the villain 
<laughs> Wait you until our next video. It, you know I'm gonna get video. it though eventually. I'll, I'll get Mike it. Mike will be I the mean, villain at some point. No, I'm just yes. kidding. Maybe gone. I'm not kidding. Who knows? <laughs> I, I know for a fact Mike is gonna be the villain of the next one. <laughs> Without a doubt. Stay tuned. <laughs> yes, stay tuned for more of uh more whatever well bottom line we have different opinions but that's all okay that's ultimately that's what you guys have to say jump down in the comment section below share your thoughts share your opinions i don't really care anymore whatever it's just it's a stupid flying world we live in whatever uh, whatever <laughs> i give up at this point anyways thank you so much for watching listening however you enjoyed us and i want to thank the two gentlemen who joined me for doing this as well my birthday is the saturday that's why I picked, that's why we agreed to pick this yay 24 i feel old already holy god I know. Sorry. Whatever. It's getting older and older. Anyways, I digress. Thank you so much for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us, and 